Hi everyone. Um, very urgent, crazy things going on today. Um, first of all, I want to start off with some amazing news. Um, the Democrats have secured the Senate and John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock have won, which is just amazing. Um, but also, you know, I've talked about this in my previous episode. I think that um, it is quite evident of Trump's you know, constant refutal of democracy. And obviously, this result is a direct consequence of the doubt that he's cast on our democratic system. And I think that we will honestly probably be facing these type of consequences for a long time. Um, One of them being today, protesters have stormed the Capitol building. Um, They have caused a lot of chaos over there. You know, it's just quite interesting to me because these are the same people who preach for blue lives matter and, you know, cops and law and order and all of this stuff. But um, they're the same people who are fighting with cops right now and were fighting with cops yesterday too. Um, You know, obviously this is directly fueled by Trump's speech that he gave um, just a couple hours before they stormed the Capitol building. And Clearly, it's, you know, his fault. (laughs) I was actually watching the certification earlier and, you know, a couple of the Republicans, like Josh, uh, what's his name, like Howley, Ted Cruz, um, they were giving some speeches about, you know, how the certification needs to be stopped so that uh, they can investigate voter fraud and they need to investigate further. Ted Cruz even cited the fact that 40%, closer to 39% of Americans believe that there was some kind of voter fraud that happened, which is, of course, just indicative of our polarization of our media. Um, You know, there's people who are constantly being fed straight up lies uh, by the president in particular, talking about how there was widespread voter fraud, which, of course, there was not. And total, they have lost 62 court cases about it. It did not happen. There was not widespread voter fraud. Typically, there are some sort of sketchy things that can happen occasionally, um, and that happens every single year, but there was nothing widespread enough to really change the outcome of the election because, of course, Joe Biden won by quite a bit, especially won the popular vote by um, more than 5 million votes. I think it was something around that, maybe close to 3 million do not remember exactly, but regardless, um, we secured the, well, uh, Joe Biden secured the victory and also we secured the victory in Georgia. So, but I can imagine that was quite hurtful to Republicans, especially when you consider something called confirmation bias, which is basically, you know, people don't like being wrong and I get it because I don't like being wrong. I, okay admittedly, even as I was watching my television screen yesterday and I saw, you know, uh, Purdue and Loeffler in the lead by quite a bit, my mind did wander to, like, what went on here. Because, you know, Georgia is notorious for voter suppression and voter disenfranchisement, especially for minority communities they also are notorious for gerrymandering and voter purges and all kinds of different things like that so my mind did wander to like oh like what happened like you know and i can imagine it's very easy for someone else to do that too because again we don't like losing we don't like being wrong but when reputable sources are confirming that kind of ideology you know i think the difference 
was just a couple of years ago, we were all getting the same news. Like, the truth was always the same. You know, people had their different political beliefs or whatever, but the actual facts that we were being told about the world were the same. And we could make whatever interpretation about those that we wanted to. But now, simply the facts themselves have changed. Um, I just, I want to report quickly about what's happening in the Capitol right now. They have stormed the Capitol building. Um, they have taken over, you know, some of these more important offices, like Nancy Pelosi's office is completely vandalized. They also actually uh, uncovered a plot to possibly bomb the DNC and and the RNC. Keep in mind, these are Republicans, Trump supporters, specifically. Um, very vigil supporters because they are storming the Capitol building right now. I think Joe Biden actually said it quite well. He, uh, it's it's chaos. It's it truly is chaos, and it's to the point where you know it. it it's impossible to deny Trump's role in inciting these divisions, you know, and it's just all very ironic. Because these people are the same people who really harshly condemn Black Lives Matter and uh, say it's like a terrorist organization and talk about how much they condemn the violence and all of this stuff. Like, um, But these are the same people who are like storming the Capitol and causing all of this chaos. You know, and it's also ironic considering, you know, typically January 6th is not something that we even talk about. It's not really an important thing. It's largely ceremonial. And, you know, typically there is not even like any official debate and debate. And whenever there has been, um, the certification has still passed by a huge margin because it's pretty typical. Last time there was a debate, um, it passed by like 70 to 30 or something like that. And I imagine it'll be pretty similar this time. But again, Republicans feel the need to show their loyalty to President Trump in part because of the people, because of the large amount of support he's been able to develop. Um, And again, so much of the reason that this man is able to develop the support that he can is because of, you know, this alt-right pipeline and this media chain that constantly romanticizes him as like this perfect leader and this perfect person, even though he's probably the worst thing. Well, one of the worst things that have ever happened in this country it's seriously a very very dark and scary time right now and i imagine that things will look up you know we did expect quite a bit of violence on this day and we uh, i imagine it'll be even worse on january 20th when biden is being inaugurated um but you know we never really i mean at least i never really expected it to get to this point and i always kind of kept hope that if they're really, if the people that we elect into our government truly are patriots, like they claim to be, that they truly care about American democracy, about American principles. And, you know, you can argue with me on this, and I go back and forth about this all the time about, you know, whether these principles are even true, because the minute that we wrote them, we abandoned them, and we didn't really stick to them. But at this point in time, it seems like It seems like they're less true than ever, especially since the people that we have elected into our government do not follow them at all, namely Ted Cruz, um, you know, Donald Trump himself, obviously, and any Republican senators that are supporting him in this, in in, in this, uh, 
undermining of American democracy, frankly. Um, you know, I, I was gonna say the steel, but no. Um, it's just, it's very, very, very ironic to me, and also very sad that we live in a time where we can't even agree on, you know, the simplest of things. Frankly, Congress couldn't even do that much at this point. Frankly, they don't even have the support or the votes to do that much. All Democrats are going to vote as a block, and therefore, it's going to pass, you know? And even Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader now but um the republican leader in the senate has vowed to has actually accepted uh biden as the president elect so i you know i i doubt that there's any trump supporters listening to me but i'm just gonna manifest it you know if there are any trump supporters out there if you know a trump supporter like why um like this man has destroyed our country you know i think there's some nuance in everything and it's really important to consider the nuance in everything like there have been some things that he's done well like the first step act which of course he did pass but then he underfunded so it kind of contradicted the whole thing um what else has he done that was good i guess he eventually did shut down the kids in cages even though there's um like 500 kids who cannot even find their parents and are still in a really bad situation because of what he did um i seriously can't even think of any really good things that he's done you know everyone always argues that it's like the economy or this or that he really hasn't done that much for the economy um the trade wars in china war he had a good economy handed to them if you know anything about economics you also know why most economists are liberals because um the economy just does better under liberals generally because they are all about equity and providing people with more opportunity um especially you know contrary to popular belief giving more minorities um economic prowess and the opportunity for economic prowess and trying to undo some of those systemic issues can be very beneficial for the economy and usually is as it creates more jobs expands the economy um sorry i keep saying the economy over and over again but you know uh, just think about it logically like if these people are given the opportunity to you know earn more money they will therefore also spend more money at your business perhaps you know, and that's going to help your business grow. And then if your business grows, you can, you know, branch out and invest and hire more people. And if you hire more people, then those people are making more money. And then it's just a continuous cycle, which is great. Um, so that's, that's what happens. And, you know, that's, that's why most economists are liberals. So Trump really didn't do that much for the economy, you know, reflecting back on his presidency. So, why are people so loyal to him? I constantly am asking myself this question. Why? Why do people literally praise him as if he's physically some god himself? And, you know, part of that is political socialization. Part of that is probably faulted on the media. Um, I honestly can't even explain it myself sometimes because it really seems like some very sensible intelligent people are trump supporters and i just will never really 
fathom that <laughs> ever. But nonetheless, you know, and, and most of the time, uh, any of the sensible and, you know, smart Trump supporters that I've met have always only argued about, like, economy things or very moral issues. Um, so I ask, you know, is it even worth it? Um, especially considering the divisions that he's created in this country. You know, I still cannot even get my head around that sedition is like literally it's it's borderline sedition and you know as i talked about on a previous episode uh you know republican attorney general or whatever was calling for succession because of the voting results it's just really 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 quite bizarre um you know election officials have gotten several death threats have experienced some really terrible things at the hand of some of these more dedicated trump supporters so and and we see what's going on at the capitol right now and we see i think Mitt romney actually said it quite well it was reported that he turned to his republican colleagues and he was like is this really what you wanted is this what you asked for because congratulations like you got it and i thought that was quite poignant because like it's it's really like wow like is is this what they wanted because congratulations you know we are more divided than we've ever been we can't even agree on basic fundamental principles anymore. The Republicans continue to move further and further and further right. And there definitely is this um, like culture of they have to completely agree and vote as like a united block and like show their allegiance to the president constantly. Otherwise, they will be attacked on his Twitter account and probably get like death threats. So they probably get canceled by, you know, if you want to use that word, they'll get canceled. So, like, it's, gosh, you know, this is probably not my very, it's it's definitely not my most educated episode because I feel like I'm just so, I'm definitely in a very emotional state right now considering the state of our country at the moment and what is going on. It's just quite remarkable and not something that I thought I'd see in my lifetime. You know, we learn about the Civil War in history class, and I I think the comparisons to that are quite interesting because, you know, it did get to the certain point where southern states and northern states could no longer agree on anything, even like basic principles, and they kept moving further they just kept getting more and more radical in their like beliefs specifically the southern states got more and more radical in their beliefs until eventually they they called for succession and that's what happened so you know i i worry about that um since it, it's quite similar to what is going on currently in congress and in our larger you know political landscape where we have people like that that woman who was just elected in florida who's quite openly a QAnon supporter and a little mm. um, and there's also madison cawthorn from north carolina who is also you know quite literally a neo-Nazi. Um, like he's very, 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 very 
very conservative. And also, he doesn't really... Yeah, he's also very underexperienced. Um, and then we have Amy Coney Barrett and these figures who are not mainstream at all. They are, are not, but it seems like there's this section of our country that is just breaking off and becoming more and more more and more disconnected. And that is a really scary thought. You know, I've I think I actually did an episode on this and I thought back about it quite a bit because I was like maybe I was a little bit harsh in my judgment of you know the Trump supporting culture and even today I think this is maybe slightly a mischaracterization but I still stand by the general concept I said you know supporting Trump at this point in this country is really like being part of a cult um it's it mimics a lot of the mannerisms of being a cult, you know, because like typically political parties, the purpose is, you know, socialization and like um, getting stuff done and having like, you know, a concise united type thing. And but it's it's all about like, you know, socialization. But really, it's become so polarized at this point that like if you are a Trump supporter, you're heavily scrutinized for it and you're probably a little bit like embarrassed about it and supporting Trump definitely ostracizes people from their like families and you know and especially if you get very much on the deep end of it and uh, become involved with like the Proud Boys or QAnon and stuff like that so I don't know. I, th- I do think it's a slight mischaracterization just because you could probably say a similar thing for maybe not even supporting Biden, but being like a very staunch Democrat, um, except the difference is, you know, Democrats just have a very large umbrella of the type of people that are in the party um, because people are very turned off by Republicans frankly, um, especially recently, you know, as we saw the 2020 election where they lost quite substantially. But um, one of the interesting things that I find is, you know, a lot of the reason that people vote for Republicans is this fear of socialism, this fear of like Bernie Sanders and AOC, the radical socialist, the radical leftist, Like, it's just very interesting because I definitely think people don't really have an understanding of what socialism is remotely, you know? Like, it's it's things that should not be considered socialist that have been considered socialist because of the stupid Cold War. Um, Like, we are still rubbing off of that, like, Cold War era, clearly, because socialism is heavily demonized. First of all, not even the same thing as communism. Not even remotely. And... People who are more leftist usually just have the point of view that, you know, there are some evils that that the problems with capitalism aren't just like problems in like our society or or more like the problems that we have with like inequality and things like that aren't just like a problem of our society. They're a problem of capitalism, which, you know, is arguable, but it's not technically untrue. At least it is not like proven untrue um because definitely capitalism has its faults um 
I still debate my personal opinion on that, to be honest with you. You know, sometimes I do understand it and sometimes it's a little questionable. I think mostly just because it's very polarizing to bring up something like socialism, which is why, you know, I think Bernie Sanders is great, but I do slightly think that he gives sort of a bad name. Um, for example, my mom, she is a very, she's a very empathetic person and she is very caring and stuff, but, um, you know, she definitely has this opinion that Bernie Sanders is like not a great guy and like a crazy democratic socialist, like kind of, she doesn't have the highest opinion of Bernie Sanders, but like on like a political spectrum, she would probably agree more closely with Bernie Sanders than she ever would with like Biden you know, so it's it's quite interesting to see the implications of this kind of like leftist wing of the Democratic Party grow. So I'm not sure. I just think it's interesting that a lot of these Republicans are really voting a lot on fear, you know, and, and fear of what? Like there's no the the biggest threat is probably them right now. Like the biggest threat is probably Trump to this country. I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah, to this country, Trump is probably the biggest threat right now. So anyways, I just had to get on here and talk about all of these things that are going on. It's really, really, really a scary time. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that some of this is resolved by tomorrow. I am, again, very, very glad that the Georgia runoff elections were in our favor. And yeah, yeah, I hope, you know, everyone has a great rest of their Wednesday. I hope some of the stuff is a little bit more tamed and resolved by, by like tomorrow and uh, I hope they can certify the election results. Um, I do worry again for inauguration day, but luckily I live on the other side of the country. So I'm hoping it'll be okay. Um, and best of luck to anybody who lives near DC. Also, if you live in Georgia, thank you. Um, also I never thought I'd say this, but thank you to Mr. Trump. Uh, we probably would have not won Georgia without you. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cheers uh, to Senate Minority Meet Leader Mitch McConnell. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for the next coming year of this presidency. I hope we can finally get this virus under control. I hope we can pass some relief, um, hopefully give the American people $2,000 like we're demanding. I hope we can finally pass some climate relief, stop the drilling in the Arctic, which um, a little update on that. It, it, we ended up writing close to 5 million letters and they will actually be considered, which is awesome. Like each and every one of them will be read by the Department of Wildlife. Um, I think it's like Wildlife Services, something I don't really know exactly. I could not tell you. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, you know, continue the energy. Seriously, like we have a right to determine what we do with our public lands. So, um, yeah, yeah. I hope things get a little bit less scary by soon, soon. So thank you all. Bye.